to the Real IQ Property Management Podcast. Um, as you know, we've decided to increase the amount of podcasts that we've got uh, during this difficult period of time that we're all going through. But we don't want to keep it all negative. We want to make sure that we're getting some good positive stories as well. We spoke with Frank Webster last week in the UK, and this week we're going across the ditch, not quite as far as Oxford in England. We're going across the ditch and across to Queensland, where we've got... Uh, the wonderful Tara Bradbury, who's uh, decided to join us from her office in Harvey Bay. Welcome to the show, yes. Tara. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, just before we get into this, so we're kind of like, we're a few hours away from lockdown in New Zealand. Um, can you just tell me what's going on in uh, in Queensland at the moment and, and what's the situation there? Yeah, so at the moment what we're doing is... Um we're still probably a little bit behind that. We're not quite in a lockdown phase yet, so we can still do one-on-one appointments. We're not doing routines as such. Um, and then utilising virtual tours and video tours. Okay, okay. So you think you're moving towards the, the lockdown similar to what we've, doing, we've done in New Zealand? I'm not quite sure because I've, I've spoken with a few agents over there and from my understanding... Um, that would then mean that there would be no exit inspections. So I, I find that very interesting if we do go into that phase because that would put a, a big stop on a lot of things here, but potentially yeah. we just keep watching the updates each night to see what we're meant to do next. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable what's going on here in, in, in New Zealand at the moment. I mean, we had it announced yesterday that we've got they've introduced these four level of stages, four level of alerts, so from level one through to level four. We're on level three at the moment, midnight level four, and that's it. Country just shuts down. And we've got property managers just contacting me all the time saying, I've got tenants due to move in, I've got tenants due to move out, what do we do? And it's um, it's a very, very confusing time for everybody. So um, anyway, but what we want to do... We want and I find that very interesting because I, I kind of tend to challenge that as well too, David. You know, what if it gets to the point where with being in this lockdown and say we do get to stage four similar to the direction that you're heading in, if you've got medical services or people that are coming to a certain area, at some point they're going to have to get into some yeah. type of accommodation. Now. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know what that means. Yeah, it's now, a, well, we've got that in New Zealand. So I, yeah, we have got that. We have got that covered in New Zealand. So they have got for essential workers and they've categorised what an essential worker yeah. is. So I suppose it's like frontline people who are, who are fighting um, this outbreak and they've, they've got, you've got to be able to accommodate them and emergency housing, things like homelessness and, and, and situations like that. Uh, they, they have given, yeah, given it a category. So, um, yeah, but it's I, I think, you know, property managers, whether you're in Australia or New Zealand right now, you just need to keep asking the questions and, and challenge it based on the situation because you just, you know, you don't really know what is even considered an essential service at the moment. Right mm. now we are listed as one. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do see that we will remain that way throughout the entire process, in my opinion. I think it's been more challenging if you're in the sales side, but in property management, we are an essential service, that we are that middle person in between that is assisting with that process, which gives someone a home, that gives them a roof over their head. You know what, Tara? I think what we're going to see over the next month is how valuable property management actually is, and and, and not just mm. for the, the property manager to the tenants, but, you know, we've got a lot of landlords who are quite, you know, quite elderly, and um, they're going to need assistance. What happens if, yes. you know... I mean, this happened to me two nights ago. The washing machine broke down, 
and we've been pretty onto it as a family. We've got all ourselves organised. We even bloody dug up a veggie garden at the weekend, and, and I can't stand gardening. And and all these types of things that we've got in place, and then the washing machine breaks down. And then you're thinking, who the hell do we contact? Because we couldn't get hold of a plumber or anybody, and you're thinking, nah, get hold of the property manager. They, I can get hold of a property manager. They can facilitate that for me. So you're right. We've got a, we are an essential service uh, in, in moments of need like this. Um, how, how have you found business, by the way, in, in, this, in this? Have you seen a lot of Airbnb coming uh, away from Airbnb, coming back into long term? What's been happening there? Yeah, well, I'm on the front page of the paper today, David, in my area. So that's the first one for activations, which is exciting to be on the front cover. But yes. I got interviewed um, a couple of days ago asking, and last week we had 82 properties um, on realestate.com, which is our main portal here in Australia, uh, for rent. And then it went to 154 by Friday. Yeah. So we definitely saw a massive hit from the Airbnb market. And I know within my rent roll, there was a handful that I picked up where they've just emptied out their furnished units and put them on the rental market vacant because they just know that there's no certainty of what the next 6, 12, 18 months will bring for the tourism market here in Harvey Bay. And we've got a, quite a high tourist market here. Um, so there's definitely a lot of Airbnb properties that are feeling that pinch and that impact. So what's going to happen, you know, in, I mean, tell, tell, tell me about Harvey Bay. Um, how big is it and, and, and what, is the main, um, what is the main employment in the town? Is it tourism? Yeah, and see, that's the thing. So after the announcement that happened um, yesterday in relation to the closure of pubs and restaurants, that was just unbelievable to see that happen and the pain that that has caused so many um you know residents that are here within the area my my client base and i'm not, I'm not a huge rent roll um, mm. at this stage yet but so far a lot of the people that i'm renting to are still within that essential service um category so they're quite comfortable in paying their rent which is good um but there are ones that i just can't imagine what it would be like when you've owned your restaurant um, you know, for 20 years and then you're standing in line at Centrelink to try and find a way to to get um, rental income yeah. um, to pay your rent or, or to pay your mortgage, whichever one it is on the flip side. So that's definitely been massive for us here. And um, certainly um, I haven't gone back into the supermarkets. I, I handled that about two weeks ago and I'm probably getting to the stage. I just keep topping up with fresh fruit and veggies. So I'm I'm just avoiding that more in a time factor at the moment because my days are pretty consistent. I start, I both my girls are still going to kindy and daycare at the moment. I'm yeah. really satisfied with what they're doing there and I, I feel quite comfortable as a parent for my choice that they are going um, and it allows me to keep working and helping as many people as I can within that role of what we do that's an essential service. So basically after they get dropped off, um, it's got full steam ahead so they get picked up and then... Um, spend a couple of hours with me, go to bed, and then I'm usually basically up to midnight now, just catching up, trying to get as much information and content out to people as I can, keep them educated so they know what we're doing. Yeah. It just keeps changing daily. And, and our focus at Active Agent specifically has been service, education, and digital presence. Yeah. And it's all we're spending our time on daily doing, and it's, it seems to be working so far. Well done, well done, well done. What's happening with... Um... Rents, I mean, you've touched on it there just a moment ago, but do you think that inevitably there's got to be a squeeze on rents, surely? Yeah, we were on the up. So we had properties that, you know, prior to my um, BDM Academy days when I was working as a, a BDM in the area, there were properties that would rent for $300 a week then and they're getting 450 here now. So we, we did see quite an increase in our rents. 
they're, I wouldn't say they've gone backwards as such, but we've definitely got a bit more pressure of a few more properties to choose from on the rental market at the moment. Um, but my current advantage is, is that people are coming to me because they're saying, we know that we can find something with you. What do you have? Can you send us a virtual tour link? So I'm the only agent in my area that is offering that for rental properties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is this is the thing we've got to see, Tara. I, I think we've actually got to see our industry just almost revolutionised over the next few months. And things that we've always done, we'll probably never go back and do. I mean, you touched on before, inspections. What are you doing with inspections? So our inspections at the moment, what we're doing is, um, I did my last one yesterday. Um, so we had an initial letter that went out to say that if you are feeling unwell and went through all the list of requirements under COVID without boring everyone, we've all heard it before. Um, yeah. <laughs> I went and saw them. The other three, they said that they're self-isolating, so they've sent photos through. So at this stage, it's just internal photos of each rooms as well as the outside of the property. And the owners have all responded back and confirmed that they are satisfied that that would be sufficient for now as, as a routine inspection. We do, however, with our um, inspection uh, program supplier, which is Inspection Express, have a webinar with them today. They actually have a tool that they've now built. During this time, they're amazing. And um, it's going to allow us to send a link from my understanding to the tenants for them to upload those images and any comments and content for us and get it back to us. Because obviously, like you said, we just don't know what time frame is on this. And even though these tenants have gone in and taken the photos and sent it through, we could be doing this off and on for months yeah. until it's sorted out. So I'm really excited to see um, what Inspection Express are offering. Um, and they've got that webinar with us today to release to members that they've got something that allows us to send a link to the tenant uh, for them to do their part of that inspection report process. So um, I'll have to update you on that one, David, once I get to test oh, it no, out. It'd be fascinating to see because, I mean, I actually made the news last week here and, and, and not a lot of people uh, or quite a few people criticised me because I said, we've got to stop doing routine inspections and so we've got to figure out what to do and often in the past, I've seen people, yeah, you know, yeah, we've come up with a solution. And there's people here who've got platforms where they're saying, right, why don't we get the tenants to, to actually do the inspection? Now, moving on, I mean, you've been, how long have you been doing Active Agents for now? Uh, since April last year. But oh. we went fully digital straight away, so from about April 2019. So what is a digital property management company? Can you, can you summarise that? Well, we use a program called Manage, which allows us to um, basically effectively work through the cloud and then they can do their rental payments through there, same as a lot of the other trust account providers, but doesn't actually host a trust account. So the payment comes from the tenant and goes straight to the owner and then we get our fee in between. So there's no mid-month or end-of-month processing. And then right. we attach to that our Inspection Express program that we use. That's for entry, exits and routines, uh, virtual tours creator, um, DocuSign for the signing of all documentation being leased as Form 6, which is our agreement with our clients here in Queensland. Um, so we've got that ability to be completely digital. So you're really ahead of the curve, aren't you? I mean, and you said before, you're the only company uh, in your on your patch doing you know virtual tours, which we're starting to see. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just got to give you a massive, at this moment in time, a massive market advantage. Um, without going into too many trade secrets in your IP, I mean, you know, you've, you've obviously started with a zero base in April. You know, how, what size are you approximately? How, where are you looking now? We're at 62 today. Right, and you, and that's a very impressive yeah. growth curve. And I've got to support agents. Yeah, well, I still do coaching too. Yes, I know, I know <laughs> so, you do. Um, I'm still doing a big... 
Yeah, obviously all remote now um, and that's, you know, on one-on-one coaching sessions and different things. So I still do that as well. But um, I've also got Katie as our support agent and she's doing 20 hours a week with us now. Right. Okay. Okay. And, and how many like hits are you seeing? Are you signing up properties without people actually walking through them? Are you happy to do that? Yeah, I have had quite a few that have. So they've moved from, um, say, Canberra or Sydney and other locations, and then they've made that decision based on the virtual tour. So that's worked really well. Okay. And how's that, how does that process work? We've got one format, realestate.com, and then we've also got tenant options, mm-hmm. um, which they can use. And then they basically still tick off that they've viewed the property. So the virtual tour doesn't get touched or edited. It's a 360 image of the entire room. So they're seeing it as it is from when the virtual tour is taken. How are you going to deal with disputes and issues around this, around what's going on at the moment? Yeah, so I haven't had any rental arrears to deal with at this stage yet, yet based on COVID. I'm, I'm sure that they will come up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, look, we've had a few situations, one where there was an additional dog on the property that should have been, and we've breached them. Um, you know, everything, whether it was, and this was a, a video statement that I did last week, you know, our process as an agent is to still act on behalf of the owner and follow the yeah. legislative requirements. And we will continue to do that, but we will do that still with compassion. So if you are experiencing financial hardship, please do come to us and, yeah. and talk to us. And we will have those conversations with your landlord and, and see what solution we can find. But right now, don't expect us to just go and make up the law. We will follow yeah. the current requirements that have been handed down by the you know Prime Minister and, and the state governments as yeah. well. And that's all we can do right yeah. now. Yeah. I think, you know, I had a, a conversation with Casey across lots of different areas yesterday from um, uh, from Property Management Training Academy, as you know, her, um, David, and both her and I said, wow, the greatest outcome that could come from this for us in Australia is that they do go and pull apart our legislation and decide that Australia can have one level of legislation for property management across all states because every state has different legislative yes. requirements at the moment, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And if they go and decide everyone's going to have the same, I think all us in the industry will just be celebrating because that's one thing that's very annoying and very frustrating here for us. How did it get like that, Tara? How did that actually evolve? I mean, it, it, it seems ludicrous to me that you've got a, a it was nation of... my time, David, so I can't yep. answer that one for you. I'd have to... Because <laughs> what is it? What's the population? 20, 20 million people and they're having to... Or something around that. And, and they're having to look at five different or six different pieces of legislation. It seems absolutely ludicrous. Yes. Ludicrous to me. Okay. So, yes. so, I mean, you've had quite obviously quite a bit of success uh, in the past and, and you would have learnt a lot from a lot of coaching uh, from what you've done historically. Um, we see a very strong presence on social media, and, and you've even got your own. Have you got a TV station or something like that? Do you have? Um, you do a lot on video. What? What? Tell me what, about what you do on video. Uh, we're doing lots of videos, so we're keeping our Instagram, Facebook, and um, YouTube up to date, and then obviously using our YouTube property video links with our realestate.com marketing as well for our walkthrough tours. Mm. Um, the way that I kind of approach the social media for active agents is I want the branding and marketing to speak for me when I can't speak for it. And if I'm not there, I want people to feel as though I'm having that conversation with them through our marketing. So we have a lot of fun with it where our signs say, lease me, I'm a home, not just another rental. Hmm. And there's a bit of banter and stuff behind what we do. Um, but it's just all about, um, again, like I said, our, our three key focuses at the moment are uh, service, education, and digital presence. And we're doing that even more so than we were, which I already thought we were doing quite well in the beginning, even more so in the past week. So, you know, whether it's a property video and we're doing a walkthrough and 
and what we're trying to do is give that lifestyle feel. So you'll see me walking through the property and parts of it as well. Yeah. Um, or it might be the on the run with Katie and I, and we just talk about matters that are happening. We've got one that's going to be released later today on this is what we literally do when we're doing it, um, you know, a full digital um capture of your property when you show the virtual tour camera so sometimes we'll show examples of what we're doing sometimes we'll talk about um important issues as well okay okay i mean i've, I've seen so many little videos i do watch them and, and they are very you know and, and i mean let's let's be fair you're good on camera you're very good on camera and you and you and, and who's the young lady with you what's her name her name's Katie, and she's Katie, doing. Yeah. She doesn't feel she's not quite there yet, but I think she's doing amazing. Oh, stuff. She's, she's kind of thrown her in front of the camera and said, "Let's do it." She does. <laughs> she does amazing. She she's really really good. She's, she's really so good. good. Okay, so so yeah, where's where's it, where's a lot of your growth come from? Has it come through just word of mouth, networking, digital? What's what's been the success around the growth of of activations? Yeah. I'd say the methods are still the same as when I was working with Jade at Prestige Properties, but it's just using different tools now so it's still all about conversation and good word of mouth if i'm looking at the social media platforms for example it's not always what you're posting it's who's talking about you based on that post so sometimes that can be in community groups where you get tagged in a post and then you get the call that way because there's someone that supported you based on that experience i'd suggest it's also through our reviews we really push our reviews um, and we we get them through facebook and also on google as well um, I'm still doing networking, well, not at the moment, but um, in general doing networking events that are working quite well and one-on-one -on -one meetings with uh, brokers, planners, uh, bank managers, um, also uh, project managers and, and builders and different things too. But mm. the, the, I would suggest that the general pickup of just surprise um, opportunities that have come in, that I like to call them, from all the work that I've done has really started to kick off this year. So it's taken at least six to eight months to start to get that consistency and of those surprise leads that come in because you've done your hard work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's it. I mean, you've had that experience doing it before in the past and you've, you've done all this coaching uh, and now you're doing this. You know the recipe for success. So you're in a, a very advantageous position. And Sara, I have to say, it's wonderful to see um, you're back on the tools doing what you're doing and succeeding. It's very, very easy to make oh, these yeah. bold claims that you can get all these managements, but you've actually got to walk the walk, haven't you? you know what, David, I, I still love the, the training side. And for me, it was time for a change. I, I just really needed that yeah. um, just general change of what I was doing and how I was approaching my life. And I've got, obviously, you know, my two daughters that are two and four and just the travel was madness. And it's quite bizarre how I've made this change and then what's happened to us in the world. You know, I, my heart breaks for yourself and, and so many other trainers out there where when you're in lockdown, your income is based on what you do when you're visiting offices. But even on the next level, you know, some of my friends here in Australia that have had events, locations booked where they've had anywhere up to 500 to 1,000 people ready to attend this year and they've had to cancel them. Yep. You know, as much as there's so much work to be done now and most days I'm feeling exhausted, I think, gosh, I'm so blessed and lucky to be where I am now and the decisions that I have made because it's as much as it's getting a little bit exhausting, mm. I am still a service that is needed and, and everything that I'm doing is helping other people and it's making an impact. So you just keep going every day and um, just keep getting those extra cups of coffee if you need them. Yep, yep, good on you. And, and tell me, I mean, was the decision around active agents more like um, like family-based? Because, you know, you, you, you know you've got the two daughters, you've got Shane there in the background as well and you would have been doing yeah. I mean, I know what it's like doing all that travel. 
that was probably the main one because it was really hard traveling in and out every week it was getting to that stage where i would just be flying in and out every week so that was quite challenging mm. but um it was a lot of other factors too i could see a lot of change in the training side of the industry for real estate with just different things that i was experiencing and then i could also see a change in me and the things that i was getting enjoyment out of as well and i was starting to find that um, you know, six years of doing that 100% of my time, yep. I needed to do something a little bit different. And I saw an opportunity here, you know, in our area and thought I'm going to bring a product to the area that, you know, people can experience completely paperless and fully transparent property management. And um, it's had a great response. And I, I love the community here. I love working and getting involved with the community. My my kids enjoy sport so far, you know, and there'll be other sports they'll want to get involved with and I want to be a part of that and be able to contribute to that as well. Oh. And the flying in and outside just wasn't making that viable. No, nah, no. Nah. And, 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 you know, I met your husband Shane and I know he's a big he's a big cricket fan, he's a big league fan. I can imagine that the kids have got to be, you know, they've got a rugby ball in one hand and a cricket bat in the other. Yeah. Uh, it's something, <laughs> something along those lines. Exactly, uh, they do have their own cricket set yeah good on him good on him now look um with, with shane because he he kind of works in something like similar as well doesn't he what, what, what does he do your husband it's finance or what, what does he do what's his role yeah so his background's in financial planning and then he's also got a broker business attached to that so he's got bradbury finance and um bradbury wealth so you've got you know you, you're quite aligned though you've got services that you can feed off each other you're finding that that works as well yeah, we, we certainly do. I always, if um, I'm talking with a client and I see an opportunity for them to have that conversation, I'll just explain, look, this is my husband's background and what he does. If, if you do want to have a chat with him or get a second opinion, here's his details. Um, and he certainly does the same as well. Um, but I guess it's like anything, you know, when you're doing referral business, it's not about forcing it upon people. It's about making the suggestion and letting them make their decision. Of course. So we just do that. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But um I find that, you know, just by offering that option for them to have a think about, they tend to see you as a leader of someone that knows what's going on in the world. And, and I think that's really important. Like, we're not expected to be able to say, this is what you need to do when it comes to paying off your mortgage, but we do need to be comfortable in knowing what others are doing out there so we can refer them to get that opinion and advice that they need. So, I mean, when you're talking about education, which is one of the key values you talked about in, within your business, and I think that's a, a wonderful thing because I do think you've got a responsibility to educate tenants and landlords. Are you actually working with some landlords or do you see the future of property management? You're working with landlords in terms of growing their wealth and, and, and making sure that they're not stuck on one rental property, they go into two, three, four and five. Do you see that working in that manner? Yeah, I I don't probably see that coming from myself directly. I still think that'd be working independently with um, a person that has that education, that space. One thing I will say that has been extremely successful for me in the last 10 years is going in and choosing to work in a niche and sticking to that space and being really successful at it. So when I started the BDM Academy, I that was it. It was business development, BDM training and growth focus. And I mastered that and it worked really well. And it still gets... You know, I still had clients starting signing up the six-week program last week, which was quite fascinating, um, that want that BDM-specific training. And then when I look at what I've done with Active Agents, it's purely property management business. Yeah. So to then go into expanding on trying to give, you know, investment and, and financial advice on a, a property, I don't see myself personally do that. I think another individual certainly could in connecting with the brand, but I... I think that where some businesses do make the mistake is when they try to do too many different yeah. areas of the different industries and trying to hold and own it on their own, 
that's when they can tend to come unstuck if they're not kind of putting those processes in place to get to that each stage and not doing it effectively and keeping their education up there and and i i'm pretty comfortable in keeping that lane mastered and doing it really well and, and we're seeing good growth from that are you i mean so would you look at doing once all this passes is sales an option are you purely going to be a property management only type company or would you expand into sales yeah i I can't probably give an answer as to whether or not I would or wouldn't because I don't really know right now. But it's an option. But I, w- I never say no. But, yeah. but I would say if it was, I wouldn't have it under the same brand. It yeah. would be a completely different brand and then they were just working consistently together. How? So it wouldn't be called Active Agents if yeah. that was the case. How, how ambitious are you, Tara? I mean, how big do you want to be? Are you going to be the next, Mag- <laughs> are you going to be the next McGrath? I actually always wanted to do auctions, David, R- and I've still got that on my agenda to do auctions. <laughs> Are we going to, so uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, are we, are we going to see active agents all the way down the, the, the Queensland coast, or is it just are you got to just focus on your patch? You know what? I actually I'd be very concerned if I was an owner of a franchise right now. Yeah, I yeah. think that they're going to get some very heavy hits. Yeah, and I've actually I actually even thought that before all this happened, to be honest, because my biggest problem that I have with franchises, if you look at it on a property management level. And what I don't understand why they have never, ever done is why they've not developed their own property management um, software. Oh, sorry, I should say Quinovic does in New Zealand. But in Australia, which is what I'm referring to, it blows my mind that they've not seen the value in having that asset that someone would be paying their franchise fees for to need that software. So I think that the franchises are in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. I want to touch back just quickly when you mentioned about this, what seems to be very, very unique uh, setup that you've got, that you actually, it's not like a trust account. The rent payments are going straight to the mm. the investors and, and, and you clip the ticket along the way. What are you doing in terms of, yeah. of, of maintenance with things like that? Because you've got to get maintenance jobs which are going to arise, which are going to be more than a week's rent, and how are you paying? You've obviously got all this. Yeah. How does it work? So it's all built into the program. And um, the tenant registers their maintenance. They can log into the program. They register their maintenance. They take a photo of the situation. They And basically that comes through to us in what's called an action centre. Mm-hmm. And then we start the conversation with the owner. Um, and then they're included in that conversation. And they can make decisions through the program. We also call and chat with them over the phone. We can sign, assign the tradesperson in that. And they get, they get sent the work order in that same task. And then we can also, once it's completed or approved, completed, and they send us the invoice, we can pay them directly through that as well. So they can choose to have the funds paid from the rent as they land next, or they can choose to add an account or credit card to pay their bills from in the program. Right. So this is quite a unique... I mean, how many people are on this? How many companies are using this? Or is this something that you've just created? Or how? Yeah, I don't... No, I've, I certainly haven't built it. I'm just a user. But um, I'm not quite sure how many are on it. There's quite a handful where there's offices like myself that are just still just under that 100 properties that are on there that I've got great relationships with and then there's offices in Australia that are over three and a half thousand managements that are using it from my understanding um, but you could always check in with Tom and um, and Nick they're the ones who started managed I'm sure they'd love to have an interview with you in the future well, David well and look all things managed, I mean but um we're gonna have a bit of time on our, we're gonna have a bit of time on our hands, aren't we, Tara? Why not? I might as well try and interview as many you, people you as we are, can. So I'm sure he'd love to do that. <laughs> but um, look, it is good, and it's 
you know, there's times when I'm out and I'm doing some work with Katie and doing some training with her. So I can take my work there with me. I've been completely mobile. And it's certainly refreshing not to have a whole heap of paperwork sitting there staring at you on the table. Can we just touch on, on you a little bit now and, um, and, and, and your journey and, and where you've got to where you've got? I mean, how hard is it? As a, you know, because obviously Shane's got his own business as well, and he's he's got to be busy working, and, and and you're doing what you're doing. How hard is it to balance all of this, what you do, uh, as well as being a young mother with a two-year-old and a four-year-old kid? It, it's you know, how do you do it, Tara? Uh, <laughs> coffee, and then uh, what did I say yesterday? I was talking to one of my referral partners, and I said it starts with coffee in the morning and probably a glass of wine in the afternoon. But I feel like it's getting close to a glass of wine in the morning, and that's when you're in trouble if you get to that direction. But <laughs> um, no, look, I've got um, my mum and dad that are close by. Um, they have also, um, and they love having that time. Our daughters are there, only two granddaughters. So um, they really love being close to them, which is really good. And then utilizing, obviously, kindy and, and daycare and that as well. Um, we manage to read to them each night. We just try and find when there are the times to spend with them to be really invested in that time with them. And then, you know, there are times that you can't and, and keep those conversations open with them and explain yeah. this is what I've got to do. And it is hard. There's times when I have had to miss things and, and not so much now that I'm not travelling as much, but certainly when I was travelling and having to say that you can't attend a certain thing that involves all the other parents and you're the only parent who's not there, um, it is up you know, can be upsetting and frustrating, but it's part of it. And you just try and give um, your time in other areas to give them that value and explain as much as you can on the way and, and give them that respect of understanding this is what I do and mm. um, we're, we're doing everything we can. And I, I do explain to them that I actually enjoy what I do. I love what I do. Yeah. They, especially with Isabel, she's my oldest daughter. You know, they get they talk about what they want to be when they grow up, and she's gone between being a ballerina or a scientist at the moment. <laughs> she keeps changing her mind. And the thing is, she'll ask me what I want to do, and I say, you know what, I'm doing what I I've always wanted to do. I just didn't know it at the time. You know what's up? And I feel really lucky that yeah. I, you know, found a career that I do really enjoy, and it, it is what I want to do. And I watched her kind of talk about that. I think it was last year at their Christmas breakup. And um, she just kind of said, you know, mum helps people with their houses and gives them homes. And it was just so refreshing to see that she's kind of, as at a four, four years old, she gets it. And yep. she, you know, was really proud to share that as her little part of her presentation. And I think this is where when you are a parent and you think, am I doing it right or what? You've just got to do what you've got in front of you. And of course. Do the best that you can and... You know, I mean, um, no, one of, no one's perfect. One of the things I've learned, Sarah, on this journey is that the kids see what you're doing, and um, they yeah. it rubs off on them. And and regardless of who we are and what we do in our lives, um, our, our first role should always be a parent. And we're a, and, and if you're a positive, you know, you're the most influential person on your kids. And if they see you going out there working hard, you're doing it, and you know, as they grow older. They're going to have those ambitions and drive. So, you know, you, you, you'd be doing a, a wonderful thing, the pair of you, really, I'm, I'm sure. And uh, anyway, you know, in terms of motivational uh, books that you've read or, or what are you, what are the books? I actually, you know what, Tad, I've got to tell you this while I've got you there. Because as we've been unpacking our office and we've been relocating the office into our house, driving my wife absolutely berserk. But I found a book that you gave me at a conference um, a Debbie Palmer conference. It was the something gift. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And I just thought about, oh, God. Oh, the ultimate gift. The yeah, ultimate that's a gift. Very good book. Yeah, we, yeah. We were giving that to our clients as well. Yeah, yeah. So, what book? What, what what are your favourite books that you've read? What are the the, the, the ones which stick out um, in your mind? Some recent ones that I've read would be um, Winging It from Emma Isaacs. Right. So she's the um, CEO of Business Chicks. Um, so, for any mums out there, that if you think that you've not got it and it's all kind of confusing and what you're doing being a working mum, that's a really good book to read. So she's actually a mother of six kids Oof. and runs an international business. So goodness, she's got it together. Why can't I with two kids? So that's definitely a good one when you get from Emma Isaacs. Right. Um, I also like, and it's a real estate, I've read this one recently um, from Matt Steinway. He's a sales professional for McGrath in Terrigal, just northern New South Wales, and his book's 31 Minutes. Mm. Um, it's really good as well. And I think that it's effective for whether you're in sales or property management or just in general. Yeah. yeah. Learning to improve how you spend your time and giving yourself that 31 minutes each day. So they're probably my two recommendations. Okay, okay. And what are you good, and, and, and you know, in terms of what do you do to relax or the, if you get a chance to relax, you tell me. But, you know. Oh. <laughs> If I look at last weekend, and I think it's just going to be the weekends of hideout until I guess, you know, like you guys taking each day, it's just sitting around my pool at home. We're still enjoying that. We're still in summer here, which is nice. So it's just kind of enjoying that backyard in... space with the kids, you're letting still... them do I... what they want to do out there. And... Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're telling me you're still in summer. I mean, it's always summer there, isn't it? You know, I mean, I'm just thinking, what are we going to be like in July when it's bloody <laughs> no, blowing a gale and... <laughs> Blowing a gale in Wellington. probably swim in our pool while it's summer here, but it's too cold. It's getting chillier for me now. So, What's chilly? Come on, what's chilly? What's cold? Well, we're we're still getting up to 30, oh, but the pool, God. I think, is probably getting under 25, so it's low 20s now. Oh, but, you know, we get such high heats that they... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not... I'm not as good. I'm a bit of a cold frog. Oh, dear God. I mean, 24, 25, and you're complaining. Oh, my God, can't believe it. I mean, my son's listening to this. I mean, he's shaking his head in disbelief. You know, I mean, anyway, there you go. I tell you what, I, I was there in Sydney at New Year for the um, for the cricket test. We went over. I have never been so hot in yes, my life. Look. We did have a very hot summer. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, poor Australia. It's had the fires, and now we're, it's having to go through this. It can't wait for the year yeah, to end. Surely, I know. it's been tough. Been tough. Anyway, Tara, listen, we know you're very busy. We know that you've got to get out there and sign up a few more of those managements and those Airbnbs which convert yes, in. Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us on the uh, new, on the Real IQ Property Management Podcast. We wish you, we wish Shane and all your family all the best. Keep safe, look after yourself, and uh, we'll see you on the other side, okay? Thank you so much.